Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And I have no idea what episode this is. Oh, <laughs> because 50! 50! It's our 50th episode! We're half a century! Imagine! How can this be? Oh man. This is madness. That crept up on me. Well, <laughs> thanks to everybody who has been following this saga. <laughs> Quite the saga. We're 50 whole episodes. 50 episodes. <gasps> Look at that. That's a lot of blonde hair. Oh god, it is. A lot of blue-green eyes. <laughs> a lot of OTG. <laughs> A lot of uh, dubious advice. Absolutely. Well, and all, well, some of these things are present mm. in uh, in the book we're going to discuss today. True. Because it is book number 45 mm-hmm. and it is Family Secrets. Yeah. And uh, we'll start, as usual, with some taglines and blurbs. So the cover tagline is, what's the secret that's, hur- that's hurting Kelly Bates. Yeah, so yeah, and Kelly is the twins' cousin that yes. we mentioned in well two episodes ago. Lest this you fear this isn't a Wakefield family. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> it is. And the back line? See no evil. <gasps> Which is actually quite a clever backline. That actually see. is, yeah. Mm. That ties Fits in very nicely. well into the book. Mm, good job. So <laughs> well done, blurb right. Well we'll see. I'm sure that's gonna be insanely spoilery, this blurb. Surely. So Elizabeth and Jessica Wakefield are thrilled when their cousin Kelly Bates arrives in Sweet Valley. Kelly's mother is planning to remarry and hopes that living with the Wakefields for a while will prepare Kelly for life with a new stepfather and two stepbrothers. Ow! Why? Ow. Oh my God. Make- <laughs> Makes no sense. Oh, God. Anyway. As soon as Kelly arrives, she shocks her cousins by going out with troublemaker Kirk Anderson. Boo! <gasps> Then she announces her plans to stay in Sweet Valley and live with her father. So she's, spoilery. Uh, yeah, the, wow, yeah, because that happens quite far into it. Anyway, she says he's the perfect dad, but that's not the way it looks to the twins. Accurately. Mm. Their cousin seems to have a blind spot when it comes to her father as well as to Kirk. Will Kelly find out what's keeping her from seeing the truth? Oh, and just before we go on, we should give a bit of a warning that um, there is uh, references to kind of domestic... Mm. Kind of, not necessarily domestic violence, but domestic. Uh, it's well, unpleasantness. Yeah, quite upsetting. Uh, domestic scenes. Domestic yeah. scenes, and also an attempt uh, yeah. assault. So just you know, that's something that a heads up. you don't want to listen to us being glib about. Then um, not that we would be taking that part of it glibly, but nope. you know, this is. Uh, you, you know the tone. If you don't think this is one for you, we will see you in the next book. Absolutely, yeah. But let's get going with the cover, mm. which is <laughs> a doozy. It's something. Um, yeah, so Kelly is, she's basically a spare Wakefield twin. <laughs> she is. I mean, and we know we've got Margot coming eventually, oh. so how many fucking bitches oh are there? Oh my God. <laughs> and then there was another one after Margot. It was like, like Margot's twin. Oh God. So there's five. There's at least five yeah. <laughs> versions of these twins. Aye, aye, aye. So yeah, so we've got uh, Jess and Liz mm-hmm. uh, and Kelly is standing in between them with her arms around the two of them and they're all just like smiling into the camera. It's a little and bit step fruity. <laughs> it is, but I think old James Matthews did a very good job of making Kelly look really like but not exactly yeah, the same I know because I was looking at her features trying to figure out because at a glance it is just like there's three twins basically mm. obviously triplets but uh, no Kelly's eyes are different mm. her eyes and her eyebrows are slightly different and her different. nose is kind of different her nose and... is kind of different but it also looks a lot like Liz's nose Oh, true. Like her jawline is slightly different but at a glance she is very like the twins very 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 like but still there are enough little differences in there to mark her as they're identical cousins her cousin yeah it's funny but um, yeah they're each wearing actually these outfits do get mentioned that is true um, so Kelly we can see she's wearing a denim skirt yeah and she's in a pink t-shirt and then Liz is in a blue t-shirt and uh, what's her face Jessica Jessica <laughs> Oh, like, that. whoever that bitch. Uh, yeah, she's in a purple t-shirt. So wow. they're, they're kind of unremarkable t-shirts, but you know, 
Yeah. They, it's uh, it is it's it's very close to the description of the book. Mm, well yeah. done, James Matthews. Yeah, yeah. Excellent job. Nailed it. He's on a roll at the moment. He is. So the book begins with Liz having an allegedly amazing dream about walking <laughs> on the beach with Jeffrey, when Jess wakes her up by like dragging her pillow out from beneath her head and then whacking her over the head with it. <laughs> and instead of going, "What the fuck?" So rude. Jess or Liz just giggles. Yeah, she's she like, literally oh, giggles. Are you trying to give me a concussion? I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Is the more reasonable response. And then <laughs> says, Elizabeth giggled and stretched her arms above her head. Hmm, it looks like it's going to be a nice day. <gasps> Jessica, I just remembered. Oh, stop it. What has she just remembered? <laughs> Kelly's coming. Yay. <laughs> so we get a recap of why she's coming, which if you have forgotten readers, is because her mother is getting remarried to a widower. Yeah, he's a, a doctor with two kids of mm. his own. And yeah, Kelly is not super happy about this whole thing. No. So they've decided that the best thing to do is to send her to stay with her cousins and not deal with it. Out of sight, out of mind. Such <laughs> yeah. a weird plan. And also, bizarrely, um, we mentioned this in the last book, but the twins haven't seen Kelly since she moved away eight years ago. Eight years. Had, Alice hasn't seen her. Alice hasn't got to see her sister in eight years. This is crazy. Yeah. Because there's a reason given why Kelly hasn't been there. Yeah. But this is just... Uh, yeah, there was nothing stopping them from coming to see her. Mm. Like, it's so weird. It's clearly not difficult to get to. Um, anyway, they're really excited about seeing her, you know, because I guess they get excited if something's near them, but not when, you know, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah. But um, they wonder if she still looks just like them. And yeah. Je- when they were little, they all looked the same, apparently. Mm. And just like two of us is enough already. There's a reminder of their radiance. Mm. They go downstairs where Alice is waiting and she can't wait for Kelly to see uh, to see Kelly too. So um, even though she hasn't been arsed going to uh, see her <laughs> over the last eight years, whatever. And we learn that Jess has tidied the Hershey bar for the occasion. Yeah, because she's going to stay in Jessica's room with her. Yeah, for the and first month. For the first month and then swap over to Elizabeth. So There's yeah. a lot of faffing around, isn't it? I know, it seems a bit awkward. And for once, Stephen isn't home. You'd think that just being just in college would be enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like there's a whole other room right there. Oh my God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Anyway, who wouldn't want to stay in the brown painted pit that is the Hershey <laughs> bar? The dark, yeah. filth the filth. Oh God. Um, den of Jessica. Mm. Uh, so we learn that, uh, yeah, that Kelly moved eight years ago and they haven't seen her since. And Liz wonders why Aunt Laura left Sweet Valley and Alice gets serious and is like, well, she had good reason to do it. And... The twins already know that Greg cheated. Yeah. And he had a bit of a temper. He did, yeah. So they kind of, But they don't actually know what happened. And No, um, they don't know what triggered the actual the move, yeah. break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like one night she just packed up and just bailed Left, off to and Tucson. Never back. And never yeah. came back. But yeah, but it turns out that Alice kind of warns the girls and just says, look, she's made it a policy not to, to say anything bad about Kelly's dad mm. to Kelly because she doesn't want to kind of you know, she wants him to her to have good feelings about him. Yeah. And not to kind of poison her against him or anything. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, no, don't no, say anything. Yeah, no negative comments about Uncle Greg, basically. Yeah, when the girls are like, okay. Yeah. So Kelly's plane is landing and she is very emotional to be in California again. We learned that she never liked Tucson. She's there for like her entire adolescence. Yeah. That's pretty dark. After eight years, you think you'd have got used to it, but... Yeah. She's greeted rapturously by the Wakefields and mm-hmm. she can't tell them apart. And uh, Ned takes her bags and she's like, he's clearly a perfect dad. That's what my dad would have been like if her, if my evil mother had given him a chance. By the way, this book should just be called Daddy Issues because oh, she has a lot. Should. Oh, God. It is not Mm-mm. healthy at all. And Liz remarks, Kelly really does look a lot like the twins. And Kelly gets all emotional about, about being connected with the precious Wakefields <laughs> and um, we're told that she always had more in common with Liz than Jess yeah they used, they both really liked Alice in Wonderland when they were little and they'd kind of act out the Mad Hatter's tea party yeah it sounds very cute it is cute yeah so we're told that Kelly has to register in school because she's going to be unlike Jenny who just rocked who just kind of wandered in yeah yeah she's actually going to Sweet Valley High for the two months yeah. that she's there Chrome like, we, Dome we, knows we all about it yeah we don't do this over like school holidays yeah really. well, I suppose we can't plan this but they can't. I was going to say they can't plan this wedding happening, like, but they literally <laughs> can't. It's literally what you do, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Jess is, is has something more exciting to talk to her about than sport old school. <laughs> There's a boy they want to fix her up uh, up with, and oh my god, 
It's Nicholas <laughs> Morrow. Why? <laughs> Why indeed? Oh, it's so silly. And Kelly's like, hmm, he sounds perfect. Is there a catch? Could they tell, him all, tell her all about him? And yeah. Liz's like, uh, yeah, well, his sister's barely going to her grave, but don't even think don't, about it. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's fine. And Kelly's like, is it appropriate for me to be like chasing after him if his sister's literally just died? And Liz is like, insists with a soft smile on Ugh. her face. That basically this is just what he It's needs. fine and Nicholas wants to meet her and yeah, whatever. Mm. And they reach the house and uh, Jess has left her old Prince Albert outside to get hit by a car. Oh. And he's there to greet them. Luckily, <laughs> Poor he's Prince safe. Albert. I know, what's she to collect him? <laughs> she really does. We were talking about this before. Yeah. Everything's idyllic basically. So it's the morning of Kelly's first day at Sweet Valley High and Jess offers her a mini skirt to wear and she refuses. And this is clearly meant to be like a hilarious jest. <laughs> Kelly, uh, Kelly shook her head. No, I don't think so, Jessica. But why not? Well, Kelly looks hesitant, then broke into a huge grin. I've got one just like it myself. Ooh, oh, uh, how funny. God. God. Um, <laughs> and then Liz comes in wearing a similar outfit. Ha, ha, ha. And they decide to dress the same. Yeah, so this is the cover outfit, basically. Mm. So they're all wearing denim miniskirts and... They're like, it's an identical outfit. It's like, yeah, but you're all wearing different colour T-shirts, so it's actually not. But okay, But aren't they each wearing socks that match their T-shirts and butters? And then they all have their hair tied back. Colourful socks, yeah. It sort of is a bit of a look. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the twins have decided to keep Kelly a surprise. So weird. It's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, so they haven't shown shown her, introduced her to any of their friends. And then they drive off to school... Uh, very dangerous. Oh my gosh, like road safety girls, come on. <laughs> it's terrible. Because the spider is a two-seater. Mm. So Jessica drives and then like Liz has, uh, what's her face, Kelly, on her lap. Sitting on her lap. Sitting on her lap driving to school. It's so dangerous. So dangerous. And then they arrive and everybody in Sweet Valley High goes out of their <laughs> Fucking mind. They lose their with shit. Joy. Though yeah. I bet they're secretly like, oh God, another, another one. one. Christ, why? <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> but the reactions are so funny. They're over the top. They are ridiculous. So the first person they see is Bill. Hi, Bill. Jessica called brightly as three of them approached Bill's car. The muscular, sun uh, bronzed surfer paused for a moment as he looked out of his window. Hey, he drawled, his eyes opening wide as he stared at them. Awesome, he declared. Bill is stoned. Oh my God. That car is just full of you. He's hotboxing all his way to school. (laughs) He opened that window and like a a cloud emerged. (laughs) Awesome indeed, Bill. Bill. Stay golden. And then they go into school and they see Caroline Pierce talking to Miss Dalton. And when Miss Dalton sees them, she goes, Mon Dieu! Oh, Jesus. But she goes, well, mon Dieu, to coin a phrase. Okay. Of course she knows who Kelly is because they've all heard about her. Yeah. And then Caroline's is your shit. They're all going nuts. Yeah, there's like literally half a dozen girls were crowded around them clamouring over Kelly. I wonder <laughs> the Wakefields are the way they are. Jesus. So, yeah, um, they all go, they clamour over her saying what how unbelievable the resemblance is and they eagerly list the ways in which Kelly was different. I imagine greeting someone like that and being like, oh my God, you have green eyes and you have darker hair yeah. and you have high cheekbones. It's like, what it's are you so talking so creepy about? and weird. It's because they're all so obsessed they with Rachel. Just I say guess. hello and move along. Ugh, fat chance this time. <laughs> So later that day, Kelly is kind of a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then Liz takes her to the Oracle office and there's kind of a weirdly sexual bit where they're talking about our old <laughs> beloved Mr. Collins. And not in, not in Mr. Collins' trademark uh, <laughs> cheeky style. Because um, she talks about how, you know, Mr. Collins is... You met Mr. Collins at English and... Um, today he's the he's the advisor and Kelly's like oh I wish I had him for every class one period a day is not enough and Elizabeth says he's the newspaper advisor too she added arching her eyebrows provocatively <laughs> whoa look out Kelly exclaimed I'm about to become a reporter <laughs> stop maligning Mr. Collins by implying that stop he would do anything with any of you being so horny for Mr. Collins <laughs> he's not even in the apron this week <laughs> Or is he? <laughs> Actually, he uh, doesn't turn up in this book, sadly. No. Ugh, 
Yeah. He's teasing us with like mentions of. He's just gonna bow off camera yeah. all the time. So annoying. So uh, yeah, she's introduced Penny and Olivia, and they ask Kelly to write a, a piece for the paper because they hear she wrote for her old one. Yeah, and. And they jokingly say to him, like, what about the secret life of the Wakefields? Which I think. Like, but the thing is, everybody would fucking love that because they're all so obsessed yes. with them. Jesus, they literally spent like half an hour comparing Kelly's I nose know, yeah. with Elizabeth's. <laughs> they would love an entire expose. Yeah. So serious, seriously, Penny asks her, like, why? what about writing has your bodies changed? Like, you grew up here, right? Mm. And it turns out Kelly doesn't really have any memories of her time yeah. in Valley, which is a bit odd. A little bit. Mm. She just can't remember what life was like when she lived with both her parents. So yeah. she just, you know, she's... she's they're simply blank pages in her memory. Yeah, which is a massive thing. Mm. Like the first eight years of your life? Yeah, kind of weird. dodgy. So she has a great relationship with her dad, she thinks, because he comes and visits her in Tucson. Yeah. But she doesn't remember what it was like to live with them. So she agrees to write about this piece about like seeing Sweet Valley from an outsider's point of view because they were obsessed with things about how great Their Sweet town, Valley is. I know, God, it's the most boring paper. <laughs> oh, God, no wonder nobody was reading it. I know. So, yeah, she, uh, she's, she seems, she's a bit rattled, obviously, by this the whole thinking about the past thing. Yeah. Liz notices. Yeah, she doesn't really dwell on the past at all, kind of. No, and cl- things are clearly amiss because the next day, a worried Jess tells Liz that Kelly had serious, like, night terrors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she woke up from a terrible nightmare but wouldn't really talk about it. Crying in her sleep? Yeah, I know, it sounded bad. And uh, Liz is is worried but she thinks, well, maybe it's just all the stress of moving, you know, mm. here and it's been a lot of change so it's probably fine. So they head to the dairy worker to introduce Kelly to Nicholas. Just like, I can't believe I'm fixing up Nicholas Morrow with another girl. <laughs> She's matured so mm, much. She really has, <laughs> but she can't believe it. Yeah. So at the dairy burger, which apparently now has pinball machines and video games, mm. doesn't fit in with my image of it. Yeah, not so much. Mm. Kind of fits in with the remodel they did a while oh, ago. Oh, maybe it was by this like ghostwriter. Games room. They're just yeah. clinging on to that version of it. They're back. <laughs> that yeah. ghostwriter got another gig 50 yeah. books later. <laughs> so uh, Kelly is immediately impressed by the, the handsome Nicholas. Mm. But the whole thing, because of her and the daddy issues, <laughs> is so weird. It gets really weird because Nicholas mentions that he works with his dad. Because yeah. he's taken a year out before college yeah. to work with his dad and his company. And Kelly just kind of immediately bangs on about how brilliant her dad is. Yes, and how she wishes. I wish I could work with my dad. He's a consultant. And she describes him in this really odd way. So, um, like, she says, uh, he's really fun to be with. I think he's great. Why would you? Yeah, and Nicholas, in fairness to him, was just like, oh, he just kind of goes along. And he's like, oh, yeah, it shows. And they kind of, you know, keep chatting. Oh, Nicholas, in fairness to him, is Grant. He's actually granted this book. Very good. Very un Nicholas. <laughs> truly is. And then, like, Kelly is like, here's a picture of him. It takes a photo out of her wallet. And uh, Nicholas took it with a polite smile. But yeah. he's like, okay. The fuck, why is she talking about her dad so much? And Liz has forgotten how handsome and roguishly charming oh, Greg is. Gas. And then Jess says <laughs> the most fucked up thing <laughs> in this book. Can you say what she says, so, please? <laughs> Jessica has a look at the photo. photo and she's like, wow, you're not kidding. She says, looking at Kelly with admiration. Weird. <laughs> too bad he's too old for me, she said. Her dimple showing. It's like, yeah. It's and your... Even if he wasn't, he'd still be your former uncle, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> your cousin's dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> so gross. Like, they call him Uncle... They uncle Greg. <laughs> Stop fancying your uncle. You oh, creep. you gross weirdo. And nobody else thinks this is weird. I know. This whole family are <laughs> fucked in the head. Oh, God. So, uh, Nicholas says, untruthfully, oh, I'd like to hear more about him. Yeah, he's, course, very, he's so polite. Oh, he's like, too polite. Oh. She just starts going on about her dad, which is what everyone wants to hear on a date. I know. And it turns out Greg is coming back from Europe next week to take Kelly out for her birthday. Mm. And then when Ke- Nick Nicholas asks about her you know, so what about your mom? What's, what's she doing? Uh, Kelly's like, yeah, typical mom. Whatevs. Yeah, she does not like her mother. No. And Nicholas inexplicably asks, after she's just talked about her dad and how amazing he is for an hour, asks her to a costume party. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's like he's polite to a fault. Mm, but yeah, there's, um, there's a costume party at the country club uh, a week from Saturday. Yes. So he asks her to go with him to it, basically. Yeah, and she says yes. Which is very nice of him. Yeah, but then he also suggests that uh, the three of them could go as a trio of some sort. Yeah, the, tri- the twins and the, not him. Oh yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> as in <laughs> Jessica, Liz and Kelly could go as a trio. I just want to make sure the viewer and the listeners don't think that Nicholas somehow putting on his little mini skirt and his little top <laughs> and his colourful socks. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, Liz loves the idea. Jess isn't convinced, but she gives in. And Nicholas has to go because um, he's probably been there for like two hours listening to <laughs> Kelly talk about her dad. About her dad. And Kelly admits that she he is really nice. And Liz, way to be a downer, is like, oh, well, it's pity you got lost because obviously, you know, you're going to be going home in a few weeks. Yeah, then why are you bothering setting her up with someone? Like? Yes. <laughs> why? Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. But Kelly has a an announcement. Yeah. Um, she's decided that she's staying in Sweet Valley. Yeah. She's going to ask her dad if he, she can live with him. And also, will he move a few towns? Because he lives a few towns away. Yeah. Will he move to Sweet Valley? And the twins are like, are you sure this is a good idea? Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, oh, okay. But they're both pretty shocked. Oh, yeah. And Liz suggests that Kelly talk to her mother. But Kelly's all like, no, I hate Tucson. That's my mom's fault that I don't see my dad enough. Yeah. And mom won't even let me stay with dad. He has to come visit me. So, yeah. uh, you know, screw her, basically. The twins are a bit freaked out. A little bit. Cut to a tennis course where Kelly is trouncing Jess. My goodness. Yeah, she's making bits of her. Yeah. And Jess is uncharacteristically okay with it. Mm. Very, I'm not sure why that. Um, and uh, Jess uh, just thinks, well, whatever was causing her nightmares, like she looks pretty happy now. And then she spots Kirk Anderson lurking nearby. Mm. And I, I like that she just goes, oh, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yes, it is, baby. And we're reminded of his hunkishness and his obnoxiousness. Yeah, he's a jerk. But he's handsome. His jet black hair fell in a tousled wave across his forehead and his deep set eyes seemed to show a glimpse of the fire inside. Ah. But the reality of Kirk Anderson could be summed up by Jessica's nickname for him. Yeah. Kirk the Jerk. <laughs> it's succinct and true. Yeah. Does exactly what it says yeah. he did. They kind of recap him being a dick to Penny mm, at that time when yeah. he was like playing that mean joke on her and how the twins... Oh yeah, and the twins said that they had set him up with their fake cousin Eric yes Hall. as a prank yeah. yeah it was a model just in a magazine yeah and he's like oh you must be that cousin that could make it and uh, even though they saw he saw a picture of yeah, Erica it, none of this makes sense no. um, and then he asks Kelly out in a very smarmy way and inexplicably because he's so creepy uh, she says yes she literally just walks off the court with him she just goes off yeah but and Jessica's kind of like what what are you doing but she's also like look she'll figure it out soon enough that he's yeah, a dick yeah she can't yeah. drag her off yeah so later that evening, Jess is telling Liz all about this and she's sure Kelly will see the light about Kirk. Um, though they do sort of wonder about her unadulterated love of her dad. So it's sort of clear already that she is very... Uh, she hasn't the best judgment. No. Yeah. And then Kelly comes home and she's been totally won over. Completely, yeah. She's like, Kirk is a really nice guy. And the twins are like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Kirk was really cunning. Oh my God, he was so sneaky. Yeah, so she kind of... Uh, Kelly's like, I guess you think he's sort of insensitive and thoughtless. He told me some people think that about him, oh. but he's tried to change lately. Yeah, so he knew that they'd say something about him. They, yeah, he so knew that like, they would could, yeah. tell her what he's really like, basically, but this is him staying a step ahead. Oh, like he's saying, oh, you know, they're just, you know, they don't know the real me. Oh, I've changed my ways. Mm. So they discussed their costumes for the, the fancy dress party and Jess has now come around to the idea of the three musketeers, yeah. which I would love to see. That would have been great. And yeah. Kelly doesn't like it because like, oh, we have to wear moustaches. Like, okay, you don't, but yeah. fine. <laughs> also, that'd be cool. Yeah. It'd look hilarious. I'd like that. Imagine them all giant sort of... Uh, Dog Tanyan and the Muscahounds. Dog Tanyan, yeah. that's my immediate reference for yeah. Musketeers is Oh, the it's Muscahounds. my only reference. <laughs> so, I say, go for it. I think it would look great. Do it. Muscahound style. <laughs> and uh, they they sort of squabble and li- uh, but in a good-humoured way. And Liz jokes like, oh, I didn't think, you know, I'm sure Nicholas didn't think that we'd be end up fighting over this. And Kelly's like, uh, about Nicholas, I think he must just have asked me to this dance out of politeness. And, uh, you know, actually Kirk just asked me. Oh, yeah and she's like I really want to go with Kirk and they're like oh god really and Liz says come on you you said yes to Nicholas yes yeah. and she, and Kelly keeps going oh well I bet he just did it as a favour to you and Liz is not impressed no she's like look if you're going to go with Kirk you should call Nicholas right now and just tell him so he has a chance to ask someone else to go with him yeah and the twins are just appalled by everything about this pretty um, much yeah first time there's been a tension between them and yeah. their cousin so uh, yeah it's um uh, it's I'm oh, sorry I've got I'm losing my my notes um, <laughs> Ned and Alice are going through the bills yes including some hilariously named shops yeah but they're like they're actual names yeah <laughs> go on so Ned is like what's this for $35 at Sports Zone <gasps> like the sports shop has competition Whoa. so does the tennis shop and the ski shop and also there's the bookworm <laughs> the bookworm yeah 
And uh, while they're doing this, Laura rings and Alice assures her that Cadley is settling in. And Laura's like, she was so upset about the engagement. She thinks it's an attack on Greg and that, you know, just really worried about her. Um, Yeah. And she wants to talk to Kelly, but Kelly refuses to come to the phone. Oh, yeah, it's quite awkward because Alice kind of goes in to the next room to to tell Kelly, like, your mum's on the phone. And Kelly's just like, nope, I am not talking to her. So Alice no. has to kind of quite awkwardly go back to Laura and be like, she's in the middle of something. She's watching a movie yeah. and she, she doesn't want to miss what happens. I'll get her to ring you tomorrow. And Alice wishes Laura would tell Kelly what really happened with yeah. her dad. And she knows it's like, it's Laura's, this is Laura's business. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't interfere. At school, Kelly and Jess join Lila and Cara and Lila boasts about a new gift from her dad. Like, you shouldn't say the word dad to Kelly because she starts talking about, oh, my dad's in Europe at the moment. <laughs> oh, God, she just bangs on about him constantly. And uh, she's like, she knows she talks about him a lot, but she just can't help it. Yeah. And Lila asks, kind of, you know, not a weird question. What's he doing there? And mm. Kelly realises she doesn't really know what he does. She's like, oh, he's a consultant. Yeah, that's kind of all she has about what he does. He's yeah. a consultant. Like, we have no idea in what field no. or what he gets up to anything. or anything. And then she starts saying like, oh, yeah, he had to basically build himself up again after her mother left. And Kara, which is so rude and weird, says, <laughs> why did she leave him? I know, but at least she has the grace to realise that it was a terrible question in the first place. Deeply, She's like, instantly, inappropriate. Instantly she realised it was not her business and she looked down at her yeah. plate in embarrassment. Like, that's the most self-awareness I think anyone has shown That is true. The most realistic <laughs> yeah, a- aspect, yeah. attitude to doing something stupid. So, uh, yeah, Kelly raves about how her mom is so strict. Her dad lets her do whatever the fuck she likes and she can't wait to see him for her birthday. He'll probably have something outrageous and fancy planned and his previous stunts sound a bit stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he took me to a carnival and let me eat loads of sweets. Okay. Brilliant. Like, that doesn't seem, you know, particularly outrageous. <laughs> and Jess thinks from everything that Kelly's saying that Laura just sounds like a normal parent. Yeah, in fairness to Jessica, she's actually quite mature about this. because She really Kelly, is. Kelly's like, oh, my mother, you know, wants to know where I am and won't let me out late at night and my dad doesn't care about any of that. And Jessica's kind of like, she just sounds like a normal mom. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> and actually she can't because she knows that this Greg is yeah. bad news. And they can't really bad talk him in front of her. So she, she, but she can't Kelly. listen to her, her, Kelly raving about him. So she goes off with Lila to get ice cream and mm-hmm. tells her about how shit Greg is. And Lila genuinely doesn't care. Mm. And just like, so well, tell me about your costume. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what are you going to wear? <laughs> but Jess is keeping it a secret from everyone. No yeah, one's going to know what the trio are wearing. Top secret. So that night, Kelly wakes up from another nightmare. And involves a child screaming, no, no, and being in an enclosed space. Yeah. And she doesn't know why she keeps having this dream, but she tells herself that when I li- when she lives with her dad, all her nightmares will go away. Oh, dear. By the way, just in case you're getting worried, this does not go as dark as you might oh, yeah. be thinking. So don't, you know, it's not that bad. Um, so after school on Friday, Kelly and Liz bump into Kirk. And Kelly notices that Liz can barely bring herself to be... Civil, civil to, him. to him, yeah. And in fact, she can't even decide to be around him, so she's like, uh, I'll see you in the car. Yeah. And he asks her to the beach disco that night, and of course, she accepts. She does, yeah. So when Kelly and Liz get home, there's a letter there from Kelly's dad, and mm-hmm. it's actually quite charming. It is, yeah, because he is charming. That's he the thing. is, he's yeah. He's handsome and he's charming, and he's and he funny, fucking and tricks he's... people, yeah. So it's a really charming letter, but I can't wait to see her. And of course she's delighted. And now she knows she has to say sweet body so she can have both Kirk and her dad. Don't dwell on that for too long. Oh, God. Jesus. Psychiatrist's dream. It isn't that good. Yes. So later, the trio get ready for the be- night of the beach disco because they're all going. Yes. Uh, they just happen to be all going. And they talk about the hardship of sharing one bathroom between three. I I grew up in a house of six people with one bathroom, so I have no sympathy for them. Oh Oh no, you have to share it with three people. Get over it, wake up. With two people. There's only three of them in it. True. So Kelly's mom rings and she Kelly agrees to talk to her, but she just sort of answers in monosyllables. She's very, yeah, brusque with her and not not a bit nice. Yeah. And Laura wants to come up and visit her in Sweet Valley with Tony, the fiancé, for mm. the birthday. And uh, by the way, it's so easy to just pop up there. Why isn't Alice gone and seen her sister? <laughs> I could just go there for dinner. <laughs> I know. What? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um, Kelly says she can't because she's going out with her dad. And her mother's obviously disappointed, but Kelly can't really, doesn't really have the energy to feel sorry for her. Yeah, no, well, Laura's kind of understanding. She's like, no, no, I, I understand. Have a good time. You know, I love you, whatever. And yeah. But Kelly's just, she's just not nice at all to her mother. No. Like, it's really not good. It's quite, and it's sad as well because we know why. Yeah. Um, 
So later, Liz and Jeffrey are watching a film before they head off to the beach disco and Kelly is nervously waiting for Kirk Mm -hmm. because he is late. He is late. He's very late. Yeah. And uh, Liz and Jeffrey are like, well, you know, we're going to be going soon. You can come with us. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. And then Kirk turns up with loads of excuses. Yeah, so he's half an hour late and as soon as she answers the door, he's like, don't say anything. I know I'm late. I'm really, really sorry. And he kind of wins her over. Oh, yeah. Because he has that fucking smarmy charm about him. Um, so he's like oh I ran out of gas and I was because I was in such a hurry to get here um, so he just kind of fobs her off that way and she's yeah. like oh it's okay it's no problem and oh then, so then annoying they yeah. and they have a great time at the disco they're dancing but then he says oh I just have to go and talk to an old friend mm. uh, yeah they're, they, they're outside kind of on the beach I think aren't yeah. they and he's like oh I see an old friend I'm just going to go chat to them and then he goes off well, he just bails on her and leaves yeah. her on her own for ages and she's starting to get a bit pissed off and then he but she's thinking oh isn't it so great that he told me he was going to talk to this friend who is a girl by the yeah. way um, you know some people would have just sneaked off but he's so honest oh he's so brilliant but then after a while she starts to get a bit impatient but when he turns up he's like oh my friend was giving me a real hard luck story she kept me for ages and of course uh, that's enough yeah Kelly just buys everything that he kind oh, of tells so her so painful yeah so, cut to the Casadale Wakefield, I guess it's the next day, where Jessica is trying on a leotard for the costume. Uh, yes. They're going to go as the three monkeys. Like, yeah. see no evil, hear no evil. Speak no evil. Speak no evil monkeys. So, um, and they need tights with cut-off feet, mm-hmm. tails and ears. Yeah. A classic look. <laughs> it's a look, all right. And the entire school are in a frenzy trying to guess. Because they know they're going as a trio of some sort, mm. but nobody knows what they're actually going to do. Yes. So, Liz asks Kelly if she's told Nicholas that she can't go with him, but she hasn't. Oh, it's such bad form. Such bad form. But she admits she's definitely going with Kirk, so whatevs. And Jess has heard a rumour that Kirk is going has been going out with Marcy Kaplan, his old girlfriend. Yeah, so this is the girl that he ran off to speak to on the beach. Mm. So yeah, this is what's going around. But Kelly's like, oh no, no, they're just good friends. Mm. And this is like, are they? Are you sure? <laughs> and they talk about what monkeys are going to be. And uh, it turns out that Liz wanted them to be the Bronte sisters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> would have been so cool. I that is that. cool. <laughs> uh, I strongly recommend anybody listening to look up the Kate Beaton cartoon Dude Watching with the Brontes, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> In which em- Charlotte and Emily are just looking at these like grim, grunting He-Man going, eh, eh, going ooh, look at him, he's fine. And Anne is in the background going, why, what is wrong with you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's fine if you like alcoholic dick bags. Yeah. <laughs> Google dude watching with the Brontes, oh, you will excellent. not be disappointed. And I would have loved to see the Wakefields and Kelly dressed in that style. <laughs> but instead, they're going to a yet another beach party. Yeah, it is party after party. So many parties. Mm. Kirk is meant to be collecting Kelly, but of course he hasn't turned up. Ugh, yeah. So Liz rightly says, look, just come with us. He can follow us on. Yeah. And luckily she does go. She does, yeah, because he doesn't turn up for ages. No. He turns up at the beach like hours later. Yeah. Because we cut to the beach where Kelly is uh, both enjoying the sun but still like, where is Kirk? She And she's also kind of like saying, oh, I should have waited for him and I shouldn't have come without him. Mm. Like, but you'd actually still be sitting at home on your own. Like, yeah. So no, fuck that guy. Which she would be. Yeah. Because she's going to ring him from a payphone. Um, or ring Alice from payphone to see yeah, has Kirk if he'd called, called by. by. And then she sees Kirk walking very closely to a willowy, dark-haired girl. Mm. And Kirk runs up to Kelly and says, oh, Marcy's parents are splitting up, but she's practically having a fit. I couldn't b- abandon her. And Kelly thinks that's nice of him, the tragic sap. Kelly. Come on. And he's like, I think you'll get along with Marcy. And she's like, oh, should, should I have to get along with your ex-girlfriend? Do you keep going to see him? Yeah. yeah. But of course, uh, I shouldn't say this. And uh, Kirk says, of course, I'll join you now. But then we cut to Kelly asking Liz when she's heading home because uh, Kirk has left the beach early to take Marcy home. Oh, Jesus. And Liz tries not to express her true feelings. Yeah. But it's not easy. Ugh, yeah, she's kind of trying to bite her tongue, but she's just like, are you sure you want to keep going out with this yeah, guy? Yeah, like, this is not normal. Yeah. So in study hall, I guess it's the next day or, you know, Monday, mm. um, Kelly sits next to Kirk and she keeps hearing rumours about him and Marcy. Yeah, it's all around school, like, that mm. he's back with Marcy. And she's already broken things off with Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And she sends... Uh, Kirk a note about him and Marcy and he is furious. <gasps> He's so cross. Yeah. yeah. Cause she writes a note just kind of asking like what's the story? What's the story? Are you definitely just friends? Mm. And he gets all narky with her like and starts hissing at her. Yeah. Like, Stop it. And this daughter keeps going Kirk shut up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then she keeps push- she pushes it and asks him another question and he is just not happy at all. Yeah. And then he's like look you're the only girl for me which works on her. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, you shouldn't listen to rumours. Yeah. And yeah, he just keeps making excuses and she, yeah. keeps, she keeps going along with it. And after the class, she ponders the fact she feels like a real part of Sweet Valley High now and she can't wait to move there. Um, and then she bumps into Kara, who expresses surprise at her and Kirk. Yeah. By the way, we learned that she and Kirk haven't even kissed. Yeah. It seems weird. It doesn't sound like They him. were at the beach disco, they like were, slow yeah. dancing and stuff. Yeah. What happened. So then it's in the girls' locker room, which is like something out of an 80s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Please. Describe the scene. So yeah, we cut to um, in the shower of the girls' locker room. A chorus of laughing soprano voices sang Ernie's Rubber Ducky song from Sesame Street. A metallic <laughs> clanging, <laughs> a metallic clanging of locker doors acted as percussion. Someone <laughs> shrieked as a wet towel snap. Like, Who are these girls? <laughs> they sound like tremendous fun. <laughs> <laughs> they do not sound like the girls we know and get annoyed by. Not at all. Oh my god, they're having a brilliant time. Well, Liz can't enjoy it. Because she's worried about Kelly. Yeah. He's, Kelly's putting all her faith in her deadbeat dad and stupid old Kirk. Yeah, because Enid has finally turned up. <laughs> I don't think she's really been in this book. So no, really, yeah, I think though. this is her first appearance. She kind of turns up and she asks Liz what's wrong because clearly she has something on her mind. Yeah, Liz confides in her and basi- says basically that Kelly's idealised vision of her dad is just unhinged. Yeah. And Enid suggests talking to her about it, but Liz says, no, we've got to keep to this agreement. We can't criticise her dad mm-hmm. or anything bad about him. And when she describes her dad, uh, Greg, to Enid, she realises she's basically describing Kirk. <gasps> because of those daddy issues. Mm. <laughs> and she wonders again, what happened to, you know, what was the thing that, that tipped Laura over the edge yeah. majorly? Yeah. And that, like, Kelly has another nightmare. Oh. So, you know, this isn't going away. Yeah. So it's Kelly's birthday morning, which means Greg is coming to town and Alice is doing a lot of eye-rolling in this book. And I like Alice. Alice is salty in this book. Yes. (laughs) So Ned's all, maybe he's changed. Alice is all like, yeah, well, I don't give a fuck if he's changed. I can't. Yeah, I can't forget the way he treated my sister. She is not forgiving. Like, it's great. Go, Alice. And Kelly comes out for dinner and they all wish her happy birthday. She goes on about her dad again. Oh my God, constantly. And Alice says they want to give her a little, you know, she's going out for dinner with her dad. But Mm -hmm. Alice says we want to give you a tiny little sort of pre-dinner birthday party and give her all the presents. Lovely. It's really sweet. So um, both Alice and Liz are worried that Greg's visit can't possibly live up to Kelly's expectations. And uh, good point. So later, Liz decorates a wheel of brie. Yeah, they're putting out a cheese plate. Oh, my favourite sort of party. <laughs> and uh, everything's ready to go. But of course, Greg is late. Uh-huh. The tension mounts. This is very familiar. <laughs> yes. Who else has been making excuses and not turning up late on time? So it's really awkward. He gets later and later and later. Like, reach at the stage where I think he's meant to be there at five. Reach at the stage. Ned is putting on the six o'clock news. Yeah. Um, they're kind of all just sitting there because she won't even open her presents until he gets yeah, there. Or, they're like, or eat the cheese. Open something. Or have, and she's just like, nope, I'm just going to wait for my dad. So and it's all just like, Alice okay. cannot take it after a certain point. She's like, I'm going to make dinner now. Yeah. Finally, he turns up and he has all charm. Oh, yeah. And excuses. The traffic mm-hmm. was terrible. And then he uh, flowers turn up at the house and she thinks they're from him but actually they're from her mother. Yeah. So she's immediately like, oh, never mind. Whatever. Yeah. Flowers. Yeah, I don't stupid care. Flowers. Yeah. And then Oh my god, Greg is so shit. So he's like, "Oh, I thought I'd have a present for you, but actually, um, I saw this amazing antique writing desk in in Paris. In Paris, yeah. He's like, "Oh, it was perfect for you, but the shipping would have taken at least three months, and I couldn't let you wait that long. So he brought her nothing. Yes, and that is what Liz thinks. Yeah." It's so shit. It's like, okay, like, it's not quite the same, but you know when you're really hungover and someone's going to the shop and you're yeah. like, I would love a bag of snacks yeah. or whatever the thing that you want is. And then they come back and they're like, oh, they didn't have any, so I just didn't get you anything. And you're like, what you're the like, fuck what? is this? Chipsticks. Get me something. Yeah. <laughs> Don't come back empty handed. <laughs> it's like a really bad version of that. <laughs> really bad. Except it's your dad that you have massive complex yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of factors in here. And it's your birthday present. Yeah. Oh, that is a perfect comparison. <laughs> That's what I got from it anyway. Like, I just really wanted a can of Coke. And you brought me back nothing. Uh, I would have taken a Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Just bring me something. So, uh, yeah, even Liz is just like, hmm, that, that doesn't make sense. And she's like, I don't care if you get me... St- got me something you were not I'm just so happy you're back yeah. then he's like well that's my girl well I've got to go now because like, he's uh, not even there 10 minutes it's so no, bad no he doesn't sit down yeah doesn't even have a bite of the brie not a bit <laughs> the wheel of cheese was for nothing but yeah he's like oh I've got a meeting I have to get to in LA and it couldn't it had to be today sorry bye <laughs> and he's out of there like mm. it's really really oh, shit oh it's so 
appalling. And Alice says, I'll never forgive him for this. And yeah. just walks out of the room. Oh, Alice has had it with him. Like, yeah. yeah. And Kelly is really upset, but she doesn't blame her dad. She's like, oh, the stupid traffic. Oh, that stupid businessman who couldn't change the meeting. Mm. And it's really awkward because the others are just like, that man is an absolute He's a dick. And she's just like blaming everything except her dad, basically. Mm. Yeah. So they can't really say anything. And then she's opening her presents and it's just like really... She can't show any enthusiasm for well, it. How much enthusiasm could you really show for what the twins got? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Jessica and Liz are like, open our present. We want to see if you like it. So Kelly opens. She rips the paper off the bulky box. Inside was a huge red and white striped beach towel a with towel. a matching striped canvas Just a beach bag. Towel. They got her a towel for her birthday. <laughs> a fucking towel. Doesn't even say anything cool on it. Nothing. It's a stripy fucking towel. I'd be fuming. What so a would shit I. birthday. <laughs> My dad got me nothing. My cousin's got me a fucking towel. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> and it's not even like a patterned cool towel. It's a fucking striped towel. Oh, it's so oh, bad. that is it. Yeah. Anyway, poor Kelly. And she's having a bad, bad birthday. Really but is. what makes it even worse is that she keeps going, did you like my dad? Is Aww. my dad cool? And, the, and all Liz can say is, oh, he reminds me of Kirk. <laughs> Which is not a good thing to hear for many reasons. And even Kelly knows that's not a compliment. And uh, to make conversation, the awkward silence that follows, Jess praises the flowers and then Kelly just loses the rag about her mother and is like, I hate that bitch and runs out. Yeah, she's like, it's all mom's fault this ever happens. Like, how did you get there? Come on, Mm. Kelly. (laughs) Yeah. So the next day, Kelly feels awful about having this little tantrum. And the pr- the twins are actually cool about it. They're just like, just forget about it. It's fine, yeah. It's grand. Yeah, because they're getting ready for the costume party. Yeah, they're they're making their costumes and they spend a very long time doing it. Five hours. Yes, and about, <laughs> it feels like five hours. Not a moment it. wasted. <laughs> I know. Lots of descriptions of like making the tail and unraveling coat hangers yeah. and stuff. So uh, yeah, they're doing monkey impersonations where who should come home but Stephen for no real reason. <laughs> Like Absolutely. Was, why no is reason. he there? Who even knows? Oh, well, actually, this might be setting something up in the next book because apparently, off camera, Jess told Kelly that she needs more cash to keep up with Lila. Oh, yeah. So Stephen was giving her the name oh, of some professors. college lecturers. Yeah. Yeah, that need babysitting every so often. Yeah, and their kids need babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> Not the professors. <laughs> we hope. I mean, who so, knows? Uh, uh, the adult baby uh, professor. <laughs> oh, stop, stop. Don't put the words adult baby into my brain. No, no, I'm walking out. Sorry. Okay, undo. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's to set things up for the next book. There must be know. something, yeah. Or it could just go absolutely nowhere. Well, Who even knows? I wouldn't want to make any assumptions at this <laughs> yeah. stage. So uh, yeah, Happy Kelly is delighted. She's staying forever in Sweet Valley with mm-hmm. these literal bozos. <laughs> so it's party night and they're heading off barefooted. Yeah. Will the country club let them in? <laughs> True. I don't think they will. Yeah, Alice quite sensibly says, uh, "Whoever's driving, wear some fucking shoes." Yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand why they couldn't wear like little ballet pumps. I know, or something. yeah, or just yeah, I don't know, or flip flops if they mm-hmm. wanted to have sort of ba- almost. You don't have to be bare feet for this to work. Gross. Like, yeah, We're going into the toilets. Like, oh. anyway, they put bandanas over like their eyes or ears or whatever, yeah. just for their arrival, for the entrance. Yeah, yeah. So they, it's obvious who they are, and. Uh, oh, by the way, they cause a sensation on the way there because mm-hmm. uh, people are like, what, is that three monkeys in a car? Yeah, yeah, because it's a convertible, I suppose. Yes. So it's like, what are these bitches doing? And then they arrive to the so- at the country club to the sounds of the droids playing a new song. What's it called? <laughs> Dance Bop. Dance Bop. <laughs> so good. Imagine what it sounds like. Sadly, we don't get any lyrics. We don't get anything. I am surprised Dana would, uh, Dana? Dana. Dana would agree to do a gig in a country club. I would have thought she, thought she would think that was too delicious. She's too cool for a country club. No, apparently not. Mm. But is she, I don't know if even Dana's cool enough. For their costumes oh, shit. that are on oh, display. God. There's so many. I presume <laughs> we're saving them for the outfits. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we uh, are. I'm just going to say that Jeffrey is dressed as sort of a drunken hobo, which I think is a very offensive costume, mocking the poor and indigent. <laughs> it kind of is. But look, it's the 80s. There's a lot of culturally insensitive shit True. In, at this costume party. That Not is the, only the least of it. Yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Winston's is uh, is amusing. We'll find out what that is later. Mm-hmm. And Susan has gone as Rita Hayworth, which yeah, is pretty cool. And this is cool. the only one who guessed who, who gets she is, it, yeah. which is also quite cool. She's wearing like a 1940s style sundress. And yeah, her hair, hair is curled and parted. She's got red hair, of course. She does, yeah. yeah. So good for you, Susan. And uh, Dana's in army fatigues. Brilliant. 
The whole band are actually They're all matching Oh yeah So there's a competition for costumes Will we save that until the Because uh, it's not really part oh, of the Yeah yeah we'll save that yeah. Save that till the end And um, On the loo on the, on the On her way to the loo Jessica Bumps into Robin Wearing a wetsuit And snorkel And she mm. looks a bit stressed And Jessica yeah. wonders Briefly Only briefly only of course briefly. What's wrong <laughs> What's on her mind Yeah Yes Kelly and Kirk meanwhile Are dancing And he's dressed as a pirate mm, sexy pirate mm. and he asks if she wants a beer because mm-hmm. he has some outside he has beer in his car yes yeah. and she doesn't want one but um, she does want to you know to hang out with hang him. out with him and leave the party yeah. so when they go out to the car he says do you want to go to Miller's Point and she is like totally you know she knows what Miller's Point yeah is yeah, yeah Jessica has filled her in on uh, on Miller's Point so she's like yeah totally let's do it yeah. finally they will kiss she mm-hmm. hopes but then oh, things don't go as planned mm. by the way he's literally drinking and driving he opens oh, yeah. a bottle to drink yeah, as he drives and it's not even kind of brought up as like a you know Kelly was worried that he was drinking it's just like nope yeah. he is just drinking a beer on his way to Miller's Point in the car one hand on the steering wheel the yeah. other holding a bottle so they head up there and he they, he takes out the six pack and a blanket and they Settle in. They start kissing, and you know, she's like, oh, he's a really good kisser. But then he starts trying to sort of feel her up, yeah. and then it gets really not good. It gets bad. It gets it's actually quite horrible. Yeah, he tries to put his hand inside her leotard, and she's just mm. like, nope, 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 nope. And um, then he calls her. T- he says, "I've taken you out a few times, and I think it's about time for you to start showing some appreciation." Oh, Kelly, what? Kelly suddenly felt a chill of fear. You heard me. Kirk swallowed the last of his beer and gave her a long look. It's time to go up, Kelly. Or are you just a tease? And then he basically tries to force himself on her. Yeah, like she kind fights of him off. pins her down. Like, yeah, it's bad. She, she has to kick him in the shin. She kicks him in the shin. When I was reading that, I was like, she kicked him in there. I was like, come on, Kelly, yeah. shin. <laughs> ah, okay, I'll take it. Still, it's pretty painful. <laughs> and then he uh, uh, he gets sort of scared. Like, it's, it's really scary. And he smashes an empty bottle in rage. And this sort of triggers something in her. Yeah. And she gets really distressed. Yeah, she's, she's like, stop. Like, she's getting really upset and has her hands over her ears. And he's basically, he's, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah, he starts laughing and just starts smashing all the bottles, which is also a waste of beer. True. Uh, but, like, he's just smashing bottles off a rock or something nearby. And yeah. Just, just being an asshole, like. And she is just having a breakdown. She's really basically. upset. Yeah. And she runs away and he's like, come on, don't be ridiculous. I'll drive you back. And she screams and just won't let him near her. So he drives away. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Turns out the glass breaking has brought has brought back some memories. Yeah, it's kind of shook something loose in her yeah. memories because uh, she suddenly remembers uh, that yeah, like a scene that kind of swum into focus, kind of fuzzy. That she's eight years old hiding under the kitchen table with her hands over her ears mm. while her dad rages with the fury of a hurricane at her mother. So she can hear everything smashing. It's like her dad just went nuts one night and smashed up the entire house. Basically, smashed all the crockery and glasses, all the plates and, all the breakable and, bowls sort and glasses. Of things, yeah, yeah. And while just, she and her mother hid under the table. Yeah, and it kind yeah. of. Feels like they might be glossing over some stuff as well there. But they they just kind of say that her dad broke everything in the house, kind yeah. of, and that it was really upsetting. And her mother urged her to run away and go to the neighbours, but she, she was, was too scared, scared to, move. to move. Yeah. So later, Je- uh, Jeffrey and Liz arrive back at the Casadale Wakefield and they have some genuinely hilarious memories of the party. But they find... Um, which are related to costumes. We can't oh, yeah. here. But they find Tom and Jean have just arrived with Kelly. They found her at the side of the road. Oh, God. And she's hysterical. Yeah. And Liz and Jean takes her upstairs. And when Jean leaves, Kelly tells her she remembers at last why her mother left her dad. And now she knows what her nightmares mean. Yeah. That they're just memories, about. basically. Yeah. And Liz comforts her. And later, when Kelly's sort of, I guess, asleep, Liz tells her parents and Jessica everything. And horrified Alice knew something specific had triggered it. Yeah, she knew that Greg had a temper, but she thought that that, uh, Laura left because she found out about the affairs. Yeah. So she didn't know that it was him being violent. Yeah, that that triggered it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Ned says, look, come on, Laura has to be honest with Kelly now. And Alice says, yeah. But she's, uh, Alice is very thoughtful and sympathetic about um, her sister, I think. Because she's like, look, I don't know why she didn't do this. But um, says maybe she was ashamed. Maybe she felt guilty. There could be a lot of reasons. People don't usually know what why they do things. I'm afraid. But if if what if this is all true, it must have been very traumatic. Um, She's very understanding. Yeah, yeah. And Alice is a, quite a good parent and sister in, in this one. Yeah, isn't she, she yeah. is, and a good aunt. Yeah, even though she never fucking went to see her no. sister or her niece. But anyway, too little, too late. <laughs> so Alice is like, okay, I'm going to ring Laura now. Yes, and you know. We have to sort this out. So the next morning, it turns out that Laura has flown in. She's already there. Mm. This is really not far. It is no distance away. <laughs> no. And she's inside talking with Kelly while the other's kind of nervously waiting out the patio. And then Laura comes out alone and says, 
yes, Kelly remembers things accurately. Yeah. It was the, this was the, you know, Reg had always had to temper, but this was the first time he'd ever totally lost control mm-hmm. and it terrified her. And she couldn't take the risk he would do it again and hurt somebody. So she left. Yeah. And she didn't tell anyone why. Initially, she was in shock, basically. She yeah. just couldn't talk about it. And then she didn't want to tell Kelly because she didn't want to sort of, you know... Turn her against turn her Turn her dad. against her yeah. father because her father, as far as she was concerned, did love her and wouldn't hurt her, but she wasn't going to take the risk. So yeah. she wouldn't let her stay with him or yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, this is why she wouldn't let her go out to see her dad. Yeah. So it would only be on his terms in, insofar as when he wanted to come and see her, he would see her. Mm. And it wasn't like she was going to foist Kelly on him yeah. when he wasn't going to be interested. And yeah, she says, oh, she didn't think Greg was naturally violent or bad. Yeah. Um, he just couldn't handle responsibility. So, you know, it'd be fine if she sees him sometimes. She could just see him at his best when yeah. he's like a friendly, charming mode. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. she's not going to expose her, her daughter to Greg at his very fair when yeah. he's sort of going any tension because yeah. he clearly can't he can't handle it act like a mature grown up mm-hmm. he's old. no he really is and uh, very selfish and uh, cavalier about his daughter's feelings yeah so the twins check on Kelly who says that she's going back to Tucson to make amends and then they ask about like oh so I guess you won't uh, miss Kirk uh, Kirk the jerk and then well Kelly looked down at her lap then she looked up with a sheepish grin he's a really good kisser and Jessica's like oh and Elizabeth like laughingly it's hits her with her belly jokey and it's like dude he tried to assault I you I know like, he literally was holding her down yeah. and calling her tease no, that's, like, all, that's all completely that's really creepy I glossed think, over that, like oh he's a good kisser though yeah it's a really dodgy mm-hmm. normalisation of that yeah, behaviour yeah, yeah. too yeah because she never tells the girls about or as far as we know she doesn't tell the twins about that part of the night happening, oh really. I think she, she might have told Elizabeth, but oh, she, she told her about like the glasses and everything. I would trigger Breaking the, the memories. glass, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's just it doesn't come up again or anything. And it's no, like, okay. it's like Kirk is. Well, I mean, yeah, Kirk is just like, oh, he's just a jerky boy. As yeah. opposed, to, this is serious. Yeah, it's not good. This is not just Mm-mm. a bad date. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, bye, Kelly. Find a good therapist. Yeah. <laughs> I guess everything's fine. <laughs> and that's it for Kelly. Yeah. Don't think we ever see her again. She is out of there. <laughs> and later, Jess goes to Robin's house and finds mm. her in distress. Yeah. She's usually so together with all her extracurricular activities, including apparently competitive platform diving. Since fucking when? When? Do, yes. What? <laughs> How? Apparently she's a diver now. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well done, Robin. Good, Good for you. For you. <laughs> um, and now, Robin's falling apart. Yeah. She reveals... It's because she applied to college. She applied to Sarah Lawrence. Mm. Early admission, which yeah. was something that always confused me a bit. Yeah, when you go a year ahead of time. I had thought uh, that early admission was you just got your place was confirmed. Maybe, already. yeah. But no, oh. this they, they say explicitly here. She's going to college a year earlier than Yeah, planned. well, that's what they say explicitly do here. It's to, like, that's when you go a year ahead of time, you, right? Do you not have to Suggest graduate high school? I know. I don't, I don't understand. Well, the American education system is a mystery Who to us. Who even knows? Think, <laughs> um, so she goes, yeah, so that's that's what only admission is. Robin nodded. Yeah, and, and, what? Said Jessica. The girl's chin quivered uncontrollably. And I was accepted. With that, Robin burst into tears and ran out of the room, leaving Jessica stunned and speechless. Okay. Well, that's the end. <laughs> yeah. Can you read this out? Will Robin Wilson's aunt huh, take control of Robin's <laughs> life, forcing her to leave Sweet Valley and go to college in the East? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 46. And then it doesn't give the title. I know it doesn't. <laughs> so, so we are no left hanging completely. Idea. <laughs> what is it called? Goddamn. I know I've read this book and I cannot remember. Perfect. Okay, I don't know what it's called. Oh, so, uh... God. But that means... No, we need to do some quick in-studio Googling. Googling. <laughs> because this means we can't properly re- <laughs> read it out. Read it out. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do some um, some stats while you yes, that Yes, I'm going to do... I will listen to you. Okay. so the... You know my eagle ears while well, ready to <laughs> hear those sweet, sweet stats. So, uh, okay. please tell us about blonde hair and blue-green eyes. Oh, yeah. We we are falling off the wagon again because the blondness, the blondness has only gotten two mentions. And the blue-green eyes have also only gotten two mentions. I know it's bad what too but it's okay though because the outfits at this fancy dress thing completely make up for it (gasps) so uh, yes it's going to be good so don't you worry okay let me see so we are at the fancy dress thing oh yeah the girls went as the monkeys so they were wearing 
uh, like brown leotards mm. with like little fake ears on the side of their heads and they hair yes. pinned back and tights. Anyway, it was not that exciting of a costume. It's cute and it's yeah, a good yeah, idea. It's fine. But like, I mean, <laughs> when you consider Lila, <laughs> yeah. it's like whatever oh, Wakefield, well. get out of here. Lila sets, I think, Oh, should we save Lila till last? I think. Okay, we need save to. Lila till last. She's so good. All right, fine. <laughs> She's too good to. So, everything's going to be an anti climax. I know, after that. Oh, yeah, so Jeffrey went as a wino, which, you know, <laughs> not great. <laughs> a filthy wino. Oh, it's bad. And he likes. St- can you just. Desc- does it describe it's his outfits or is it No, it just big. says her eyes landed on a boy dressed as a ragged, dirty wino. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not good. Um, okay, Ken. Matthews is wearing a Donald Duck outfit which I love you Ken <laughs> oh my god the mental image he's so good um, oh yeah then there's, there's some prizes handed out for yeah, costumes so just for, at the beginning they're spacing them all out yeah, throughout so the evening for most authentic costume good old Sandy Bacon uh, wins. <laughs> uh, she's dressed in an intricately embroidered Mexican dress <gasps> with a black lace mantilla over her head and shoulders. Her eyes lingered on her boyfriend, Manuel Lopez, as she took her bows. And everyone's like, oh, this is really nice because, you know, her parents were super racist and yeah. now she's dressed like a Mexican person because that's not culturally insensitive. Yes. It's fine, apparently. <laughs> Maybe Max, Ma- Manuel's parents gave her the dress. Maybe they did. I'm, I'm trying but to it's be generous, still, it's but really... It's like, nowadays, nope, can't yeah. be doing that. And also, <laughs> there's a bit of like, you know, her parents were racist to get well, but now they liked him. It's like, yeah, and all he had to do was save their daughter from an exploding boat. A double exploding boat. Never forget. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Uh, exploding boats. Oh, God. The other prize then for most creative goes oh, to Winston. Good. Very good. Which is great. So Because great. Winston has come as a bunch of grapes. Yes, he has. He has dozens of purple balloons stuck to him and a <gasps> collar of huge felt grape leaves around his neck. <laughs> it's amazing. So simple. So simple, but so good. And later so on, good. there's kind of people talking and they can hear balloons popping in the distance <laughs> and they're like, oh, Winston's under attack. <laughs> I think Liz has always wearing something under those grapes. <laughs> Jesus, so good. Uh, Kirk... Uh, as the sexy pirate. Oh, it's very lavish. He's got a black patch over one eye, a leather mm. vest worn open over his bare muscular <laughs> chest, Jesus, and a very real looking dagger stuck in his belt. He looks swashbuckling and devilish. God, it's just dawned to me that when he's up being a creep in Miller's Point, he's dressed as a, as a pirate. pirate. With an eye patch on. <laughs> uh, then there's a point where they're just kind of, oh yeah, when Kirk and Kelly are leaving the party, mm-hmm. it just mentions that all around them were, and this is bad, Indians. <laughs> <laughs> and clowns, raggedy and dolls and cowboys. Aww. It's like being in a dream. Well, it certainly is. What's <laughs> <laughs> a dream? And finally, we've got Lila because she's the best <gasps> yes, in the world. Did. Okay. Okay, take a deep breath. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ever ready, but I'm very happy. <laughs> Go on. She was wearing a short blonde wig with a tiara, a <gasps> strapless blue evening gown and huge swags of rhinestones around her neck. What are you? Jessica's eyes were wide as she took in her friend's costume. Princess Diana! Yes! <laughs> yes! At last! Oh, I'm so happy. Yes, bitch. I love oh, it. <laughs> because some of you might remember that a long time ago there was some other fancy dress party. Oh, it was the one where Enid and Jess dressed oh, as skiers. So where Amy came back. Yeah. And we were told that Lila was dressed as Princess Diana, but yeah. we had no... They gave us no details. Not a single word about what she looked like. And now we know she oh. has a blood shy dye Fantastic. So good. a wig. Yeah. And apparently at one point Lila was pretending to make Aaron Dallas appear of the British Empire. <laughs> what was he dressed as? Oh, funny when Ken oh, dressed in his Donald Duck outfit. Oh, that would have been great. Yeah, I don't know what Aaron was. But uh, yeah, some fantastic costumes there now, in fairness. Oh, they saved Superb. It. They pulled it back. They really did. Well done, you guys. So while you were taking us on that trip mm. down memory lane. <laughs> What's next book actually called? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. It is called Decisions. Oh, okay. Which is a title that I feel like we have had. We had Deceptions. Before. Deceptions, pretenses, decisions. Yeah. They're not really trying with They're these They're quite names. vague. Actually, yeah. when we were discussing this, the batch of episodes we are recording today, and you were asking about getting one of them on Kindle, and my brain, it was pretenses. <laughs> yeah. And my brain was literally going deceptions. deceptions. And I was looking up deceptions going, here it is, Karen, right I don't here. know why you can't find it. <laughs> it's right here, you dummy. <laughs> it's like, that's deceptions, Anna. <laughs> Genuinely can't tell these. The one where titles are just all yeah. kind of blurring into one. Yeah. So I've literally forgot that already. Can you remember it? Decisions. Decisions. <laughs> okay. Well, 
Will I? I may forget it in the next 30 seconds. Who knows? Uh, you can let us know how, <laughs> what your favourite fancy dress outfit was oh. at, uh, on Twitter as ever at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And we are members on the Headstuff Podcast Network. And please do follow the network to see all the other great podcasts at mm. HS Pod Network and This Headstuff. Yeah. And we will be back in two more weeks. You're going to remember the title. To find out. <laughs> What happens when Robin Wilson, yes. really called her Robin Williams, <laughs> I'm trying so hard to remember the title, has to make decisions. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade.